This is AutoLine Daily reporting on all aspects of the global automotive industry. The UAW strike at General Motors may be inching towards some kind of resolution. The UAW called 200 local leaders to go to Detroit, which may be a sign the bargaining is in its final stages. But one of the stumbling blocks in the negotiations involves health care costs. UAW members only have a 3% copay for their medical costs versus 20% or higher for just about everyone else in the U.S. GM spends nearly a billion dollars a year on health care costs for its hourly workers, but complains that does not result in healthier workers. GM wanted a higher copay, so workers would be encouraged to adopt preventative health care measures and healthier lifestyles. Meanwhile, Wall Street analyst Adam Jonas from Morgan Stanley says investors are comfortable with the strike as long as GM keeps a lid on long-term labor costs and maintains manufacturing flexibility. He also sees upside potential for GM once the strike is over. That really caught our attention. It's very unusual to see Wall Street encouraging an automaker to hang tough on a strike. Well, we have a great AutoLine After Hours coming up this Thursday when Bob Lutz will be our guest. Never at a loss for words and always ready with an opinion on anything automotive, this is going to be a show you're not going to want to miss. Okay, let's move over to Japan for a moment. If you're a fan of the Toyota MR2, sit up and take a look at this, because you might like the Copen GR Sport. The Copen is a K car manufactured by Toyota's subsidiary Daihatsu, and the GR Sport is a tuned version of that car developed by Gazoo Racing. Under the hood is a turbocharged 660cc engine which can be mated to a 5-speed manual or 7-speed CVT. Special attention was also paid to the underbody of the car with the addition of a front engine brace and by changing the design of the center brace. The Copen GR Sport is the first in a series of GR cars that will be tuned by Gazoo Racing. Okay, now over to China. The Buick Velite 5 is a rebadged and restyled version of the Chevrolet Volt that sold in China. In April, Buick expanded the Velite lineup with an all-electric version called the Velite 6 MAV, which also has more of a station wagon look to it. And now Buick has increased the model's range with a larger battery pack. The new 52.5 kilowatt-hour battery pack returns a 401 kilometer or roughly 250-mile range, but that's based on the older NEDC test cycle. But it is 100 more kilometers than the smaller pack version, and the new one is on sale now. Speaking of China, new car sales fell again last month, the 15 consecutive month that sales have dropped. They were down more than 5% in September compared to a year ago. And to make matters worse, new energy vehicles which include hybrids, electrics, and hydrogen cars, plunged 34% last month. It's the third month in a row sales of those types of vehicles have fallen. And as bad as the car market looks in China, in India, 
it looks even worse. According to Ward's intelligence, light vehicle sales plummeted nearly 24% in September, and for the year, sales are down 15%. All over the world, car sales are slowing, and automakers and suppliers are starting to batten down the hatches. Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone Tires. Your journey, our passion. While there's good news and bad news in EV land today, first the good news. Porsche made it official. It's coming out with a less expensive version of the Taycan with a smaller battery called the Taycan 4S. It comes standard with a 79.2 kilowatt hour battery, which delivers up to 522 horsepower, but Porsche didn't release any range estimates. Buyers can also choose the 93.4 kilowatt hour battery found in the Turbo S and Turbo versions. The 4S moves from 0 to 60 miles per hour in 3.8 seconds and has a top speed of 155 miles per hour. It goes on sale next spring with a starting price of about $104,000 in the U.S. and the 4S with the larger battery costs over $110,000. Okay, now the bad news. Faraday Futures founder and CEO, Jia Yu Ting, filed for bankruptcy in the United States. He will turn over his stake in the company to help repay his personal debts, which are around $2 billion. Faraday Futures says Yu Ting's bankruptcy won't affect its business operations. You know, last week we reported that Harley-Davidson is having a hard time attracting younger buyers with its new all-electric bike, the Livewire. And now the company halted production and deliveries of the motorcycle. It found a glitch in final quality inspections, which prompted more testing and analysis. Harley did not share when production will resume. Hey, we think we have an answer to last week's barn find, that beat-up Corvair found on a hiking trail. Many of you had guesses of between 1960 and 1965, but it seems the consensus is that this is a 1960 model because it's the only year that concave front fascia was offered. Thanks to viewer Matthew Gamsick for sending in the photos, and you can do the same by reaching out to us at viewermail at autoline.tv. That's it for today. Thanks for watching.